0: How To Go listeners, this is Max with the extended interview with David Seymour from the Ag Party. Um, this was from episode four of season two of How To Go, where I was challenged with uh, interviewing MPs about uh, mental health in New Zealand. For a bit of context, this was recorded on December 19th, in December 2017. Uh, and if you like this, then you should check out uh, my interview with Chloe Swarbrick of The Green Party, uh, which you can also find wherever you get our podcast from SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, Check out our Facebook, uh, search how to go, or my Twitter, how.max. All right, that's enough social media stuff. Uh, Enjoy the interview. Thank you very much. Toss everything on here. My very professional setup here. I see my professional setup here. Okay. Um, how much? Um, yeah. So, uh, how much time do we have before you got to shoot away? I know you've got. Um, what's busy
1: your What's right your sort of target length?
0: Um, I mean, oh, this is. I'm not going to be releasing. This isn't for the whole thing. I'm probably just some use bits and bobs here and there. But around twenty minutes. Is that going to be okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to
1: run out of things. So <laughs> things I can tell you. i probably a long time before that
0: actually. Okay. So. All right. Well, that's that's good to know. Um, well, I'll tell you a little bit about what it is that I'm making so that you know the context yeah, of what, sure. what this is. Uh, this is for a podcast called How To Go that I've been making with my very good friend, uh, Robbie Nichol, who yep. you will probably know is White Man Behind a Desk. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've been best friends since back in high school. Yep. Um, and we decided to make a podcast together. And the podcast is every two weeks, we'd go away and try a new challenge that was meant to make us a better person. Yep. So. That's a very broad topic, so we yep. talked to primary school bullies, we yep. told people in our lives how much they meant to us, we tried not swearing for two weeks. I can tell you that that does not help you become a better person. Yeah, I got, I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got very sick and I blamed that for the reason to be that sick. You didn't have the outlet. Absolutely, that's what I thought. Um, but we've been off for about eight months now and we're coming back, and instead of it being such a broad um, topic, now it's uh, you know in terms of anything that can make us a better person we're focusing it on one topic in terms of mental health yeah we're using it as the umbrella um, topic that informs every single challenge we're mm-hmm. doing so this time we're trying counseling which are different kinds of counseling like art therapy we're speaking mm-hmm. with people from lifeline mm-hmm. uh, speaking to counselors we're trying a bunch of things mm-hmm. uh, just to see what it's like. Um, in terms of why I'm here speaking with you, mm. uh, this is a challenge for me to speak with uh, an MP about the mental health services in New Zealand, mm. about mental well-being, about what, mm. how you see New Zealand's mental health mm. and how it might our attitudes might have changed mm. over the years. Mm. Just a general mm. conversation, just mm. see what what you think really. i are really just very interested mm. to see what you think. Um, but if I could just get from you real quick um because this is all going to be edited together and it's all going to sound very nice can I get you to say who you are so that I can cut that in really nice
1: yeah hi I'm David Seymour I'm the member of parliament for Ipsum and the leader of the ACT party Thank you very much. It's going to sound really good. <laughs> Is that uh, going to be close enough, do you reckon? I mean, you must have used this thing a lot more. Yeah, I've used it a few times. Yep. Um, okay. I just
0: boost that recording volume a little bit. It's a little bit, it can be,
1: it's a little bit temperamental because it... So it, it seems to me, I mean, not that I know much about it, mm. if we sat a bit closer together and brought the table in. Because well, at the moment, you've got a whole lot of noise in the room that just as likely to be picked up as us. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true, but it's all, like, it's aimed at you. Oh really, it's yeah, directional. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's uh, not super directional, but it's directional enough that yeah. it's... Yeah, all
1: right, well, I'd, look, I'd just offer my advice, but you, 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 you'd know more than me about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I th- only very little more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, just, I was just wondering, to get some of your opinions on, on some different topics, but first I just want to ask what your experience has been with your own mental well-being over the years, have you found it trying? Have you found your mental health to be a very simple thing to be something to look after, or have you found it trying over the years?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't really um, say it has been trying, mm. um, but you know, what I would say is that um, you, you, know, you can either look at it as being sort of a deficit, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something that a lot of people have been doing and they start to pathologise things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real worry. Um, not saying that there aren't genuine, uh, I guess, uh, illnesses and concerns that, that people have. Uh, but we shouldn't forget more of a constructive, strength-based model. So you know, I think it's important to maintain good relationships with friends and family. Uh, it's important to exercise it's important to have hobbies and curiosities, it's important to do things that you think are worthwhile and where you can build self-esteem, remember it's called self-esteem for a reason mm. uh, by a- achieving real and tangible things um, and those things needn't be curing cancer or discovering new planets, mm. um, you're making a billion dollars uh, they, they might be things as simple as uh, learning to play guitar or improving your fitness um, or helping out, you know, someone in your community things like big brother, little sister mm. um, that are just, you know, quite extraordinary um, movements in our community that, that people can get involved with uh, so look, I think that's the, the sort of constructive approach um, that, you know, sometimes gets a bad rap because people say, well, how can you possibly ignore the, the, the very real suffering that people have, um, well, I, I'm not ignoring it, mm. uh, but I'm just saying that there's something to be said for, you, you know, taking a, a positive, constructive approach first.
0: Right. So uh, so you, you sort of found that that's, that's how you've been able to maintain uh, quite a positive mental health in your time?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but having said that I mean you know it's not entirely self judged probably <laughs> ask a few of my associates like my poor staff here they probably have a totally different view but uh, look I'm pretty happy
0: okay well that's yeah that's something that we're trying to ask a lot of people that's something what we're looking at a lot in our podcast is just how to maintain your, your own mental well-being in our fast-moving world where it's it can be there can be a lot especially you know in terms of social media how we're all connected all the time and how it's almost impossible to switch off for some people and i i kind of struggle with that do you struggle with that at all or can you do you find it quite easy to well i'm sort of
1: lucky that i'm a Zenial, um <laughs> someone born between 78 and 83 right <laughs> so we sort of walk in the millennial world and the gen x world we can remember going to the library and looking up books in a, a, a catalog that's actually a a metal case filled with cards, one for each book organized by letter, right. um, but we've also lived a lot of our life in the internet age. Mm. Um, so you know, I guess being a Xennial you're kind of more aware of, of what the internet age has really meant because you've got a little bit of perspective on it, mm. uh, unlike the millennials. But you've also been fully immersed in it, unlike uh, perhaps your boomers or even your Gen Xers. Mm. Um, and it's true; I mean, you've just got constant input. You know, I've deleted most of my apps. I deleted the Facebook app. I deleted um, the the Twitter app, and whatever other apps I used to have. Mm. Um, now I just have Instagram because it's a happy place. <laughs> um, you, you know, but uh, I, I just I, I think that you, you know one of the things that has moved very rapidly. And that we've been too slow to address um, in terms of our education policy and different services that government offers, as well as you know, the way that people parent and so on, mm. uh, is just how to manage that that constant stimulus. Mm. And so there are, you know, parents I talk to who are starting to use apps that basically, you know, a kind of a more sophisticated version of cold turkey. I've used that in the past just to actually get some stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that we are playing catch up as a society on how to manage that constant stimulus that you get um, from just having so much electronics. And, you know, again, going back to the Zenial thing, you know, uh, we got a computer, uh, I think in 1987 or eight, Hmm. Where you literally put cassette tapes in oh my and it would actually play a series of tones, uh, go <laughs> and that was a form of code. After you hmm. played the cassette tape, the computer would have loaded up a, a game to play on. Yeah. But it was stationary and it was a huge thing. You know, <laughs> um, totally different to having um, uh, you know something much more powerful than the computer that that went to the moon mm. uh, in your pocket yeah. for you know, a couple of days, working at minimum wage now, Th- that, that pace of change does
0: lead to a certain amount of anxiety. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I've never heard the term senior before, so thank you very much for <laughs> teaching that to me. No,
1: well, you know, everyone likes to find out that's a little bit more special. And <laughs> when, I, when I discovered that that I was actually a, a part of a, a tiny micro-generation, I thought, geez, I should... To really celebrate that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is there any chance that I could be a micro-generation as well?
1: It's it's quite possible. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it, it, it may not even be necessary to be part of one already. You might be able to invent a micro-generation. Okay, so I can
0: just call myself... Yeah. Uh, um, but the, the
1: way you define generations is usually a, a sudden change in, in birth rate or demographic trends. Okay. Okay. Um, or a sudden technological or cultural or historical event or transition, mm. so you know you kind of need either the invention of something like the internet, or a okay. war, or a depression, um, or or a baby boom, or a baby slump. Okay. So you start looking around the time of your birth for something like that. Okay. And and you may find that you're part of a micro generation. That, that's my advice for discovering. All right. If you're part of one.
0: Okay. Well, I know the movie Speed came out three months after I was born, and that okay. is a landmark uh, movie. Uh, uh, was that a, were those events related or? Uh, I mean, you, we can't say they weren't. There's no way to definitively it's, to prove that it's, no it's it. true, it's <laughs> well, they
1: were. That's true. That's true. They probably took more than three months to produce. It so <laughs> might be a bit sunk there. But hey, yeah. look, I mean, you know, don't let that discourage
0: you. <laughs> Keep using your creativity. Thank you very much, David Seymour. Uh, um, have you had any experience um, at all with New Zealand's mental health services? Uh,
1: in, in a very sort of indirect way, I was a, um, a, a buddy at Kidsline. So I understand you're talking to Lifeline. Yeah, Kidsline is sort of the youth subsidiary. So mm. uh, when I did it, the, the buddies, as we called ourselves, we weren't allowed to call ourselves counsellors because we weren't qualified in any way, but yeah. um, we would answer the phones from four to six, Monday to Friday. Mm. Um, the callers at that time were sort of seven to 13-year-olds. Mm. Um, I actually visited Kidsline a couple of weeks ago because I, I, I happened to win the Pānau Waiters race and I donated my my winnings back to Lifeline, oh, uh, and when I went by there, they, they said they've actually started taking callers up to 18, um, which I imagine is a bit more challenging mm. for the for the buddies. Um, but yeah, I, I did that for a while. Um, that was 2000 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, that was sort of really a pre-internet age. I mean, children generally didn't have cell phones then, no. um, and if they did, they weren't smartphones. Mm. So that was again another era, um, but nevertheless, you know, there was a lot of kids called up, uh, very stressed, very lonely, uh, just trying to you know navigate life even in a pre-internet era.
0: Right. What What was the sort of things that they were calling about?
1: Um, overwhelmingly bullying, probably mm. about seventy percent bullying. I mean, kids are just awful, really. They yeah. They really are nasty, okay. um, and. Um, you know, there were some very serious cases. you know, like really serious abuse. That, that we had a protocol for trying to report to the police if we could get their details. Mm. Um, and the other thirty percent, you know, I can't actually remember that, but it was, you know, it was almost twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, but 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 overwhelmingly bullying. A little bit to do with the education and teachers and academics. A little mm. bit to do with family. Mm. Uh, and 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 a, and a tip of, of quite serious stuff too. Mm. Did you did you feel that that system was an effective way to help um, kids? Look, it, it it certainly felt like it to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you if you were to ask a, a sort of a cross section of New Zealand kids, I mean, first of all, how many kids are aware of it? How many actually called? Yeah. Um, what were their you know pre and post experiences? Mm. Kind of hard to study them. Yeah. Because um, you don't really want to make them into subjects. Yeah. No. Um, but. Yeah, to the extent that, 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 that I could tell, it, it seemed like going through a call we were, you know, taking kids that were quite distressed, absorbing their sort of feelings and thoughts and reflecting them, holding up a mirror and reflecting them back in a way that allowed them to rationalise through their their, their, um, their their challenges and, and we seem to be helping. us. It's, it's a little bit like the starfish metaphor when there's a whole lot of starfish washed up on the beach and Someone says, you're never going to be able to save those, but yes, the answer as well, I can save this one.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, because that, yeah, that's, that's something we, uh, before we started this season, we had a, a talk with some students at a high school mm. about the very similar thing about maintaining mental well-being mm. and what they knew about mental health services that are available mm. to them. Mm. And overwhelmingly, what we heard was, yeah, but that's for the people that are really, really ill. But it's not, for me, that's, you know, I wouldn't go to that because that's, it's not that yeah. big a deal. I don't, and that's but, but
1: that's question. what I was saying at the start about the sort of more constructive, positive approach. Mm. I think, you know, there's been a lot of talk about mental health, a lot of through the election. You're doing this podcast, heaps of people out there talking about it. And I think one of the things that has changed is that um, people are now starting to look at the mind as something a bit like the body. So like if there's something wrong with the body, you go and get professional help and they kind of fix it with, you know, drugs or operations or recommendations that you exercise in a different way or Mm. or whatever. Um, And I think people are actually for the first time in our our sort of very gruff colonial history starting to say that, well, actually maybe the mind is something that can also be worked upon Mm. um, as a... um, as a, as a sort of a, a tool. so even in you know the, the sort of 20 years that I've been out of high school or 15 years that I've been out of high school, um, you, you know I look at sort of what the way that kids talk now um, in contrast to what you said I, I, I think that's sort of the starting position but there's a lot more kids who are quite open about mental health and quite prepared to talk about it. Mm. Um, so yeah you can look at where we are now. But I think it's also important to look at the direction of travel and how far we've come.
0: Right. Did would you think would you say that's a positive thing that we're now looking at the mine as something that is something we can work on? Um, on balance,
1: yes. Yeah. But you know, I do have a real concern and uh, Kids Line I thought was a very constructive organization. But there are people out there who almost revel in it. They, they actually enjoy, um, they, they fetishise sort of anguish and suffering, and it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, I always remember um, when I was at a, um, a, a, a university hostel, and unfortunately there was a suicide. Um, and so this army of counsellors showed up, each with a box of tissues in their hand. And, you know, most of the kids were kind of dealing with it in different ways. Some of them wanted help, some of them didn't. But these counsellors were almost delighted that, you know, an event had happened and that there was going to be sorrow. And I I really worry that, you know, it's about keeping a balance that it it doesn't become its own industry. Mm. If you look at what's happened with, um, you you know, some of the conditions, particularly where drug companies have got involved Mm. and and basically promoted a, a, a solution, I think to a large extent that's already happened with Ritalin Mm -hmm. where kids have been pathologised and then drugged Mm -hmm. and I question whether the level of the response is actually proportional to the original problem mm. or if it's something that took on its own momentum mm. and I think we should worry a p- little bit about that is as we go through this transition to mental health being seen as as a thing where you know you can work on yourself and professional help can be given mm. uh, we also need to be careful that it doesn't get overly pathologised, it doesn't become a self-fulfilling industry.
0: Absolutely I mean that's sort of what we we have spoken to a few counsellors and we've, one of the things that's sort of coming up is that it's Good in a way that people are now sort of seeing it more as something to be worked on, but mm. they don't like to use the term mental health. They prefer to use the term mental well-being because mental mm. health is like, oh, you need medicine, you need mm. drugs to fix this. When in a lot of ways, mental well-being is something that you can work on with people that aren't necessarily professionals. People, your family, your friends, people that can um, that that know you and can listen to you, and, mm. and that and that can help. So. Yeah, that's that's sort of what we've been hearing as well. Um, in terms of how we're speaking about mental health, and uh, like, there's definitely been a change. Uh, we've just been talking about that. Um, do you think there's something more we can be doing that we're not doing right now? I mean, do you see, uh, in, in the case of mental health in New Zealand, do you think it's getting better or worse? Um. Look, it's (laughs) it's, it's pretty
1: hard to answer that question because you've you've got to have some sort of measure. Absolutely. Um, And then you've also got to be able to allow for background things that are changing, Mm. changes in technology and stuff. Look, I I mean, I I think some of the things we can do are actually pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I put all of my political capital um, into setting up charter schools for kids who basically were disengaged from the um, existing system now just to make the point i will give you one anecdote but mm-hmm. there were many, uh, was a girl who, who came up to me at one of these schools she said I never knew I was smart until I came here mm. um, she'd failed NCA1 NCA2 at, at quite a prominent uh, Auckland girls school and yet uh, she discovered that actually she was smart mm. now going back to what I said at the beginning about you know real self esteem being the that that setting goals and achieving them, so you feel like you can actually make a difference. Mm. Um, you, you know, she was able to do that because she found an educational environment that engaged her. Mm. Uh, most of the kids that go to that school, uh, that she the charter school she she wound up at, are kids who were not attending school at all, not very much, or not all the time, on a spectrum. Mm. Um, so you know having educational options that actually engage kids there's too many schools out there um, that just don't move with the times Mm. Uh, so that's one area where I think we could do a lot better Um, I think one of the major issues that we should be resolving uh, is our housing market because I look at our parents generation um, who by the time they were in their 30s chances are they'd managed to afford a home that was three or four times their income. Mm. Um, our generation in Auckland, house is now ten times their income. Now, thinking about your mental health, I mean, imagine how much difference it makes to actually have a piece of New Zealand that is your own, that is stable, you know you're going to be there for as long as you want to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can start families and so on. Um, now, you know, there's a whole lot of people in our generation who They've done all the right things, studied hard, got good degrees, work hard, uh, saved, um, but unless they have help from their parents, it's very, very difficult for them to secure that. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know, it leads to a huge amount of anxiety. Again, totally needlessly, there's, you know, it's just a question of choosing the right policies. Mm-hmm. And sadly, the National Party for the previous nine years chose policies that would lead to rising house prices. Um, which was good. Around the world, uh, you know, governments with rising house prices tend to get elected, so that's, that's why they did it. Yep. Um, and, and yet I think the overall impact of that on New Zealand is you know, difficult to even measure mm. uh, when you look at quality of life. So look, you know, housing and education, two key things. Mm. Um, will this new government do any better? Well, you know, so far they want to close charter schools without proposing any realistic alternative. Um, on housing, I'm a bit more optimistic. I
0: just have one more question. Sure. Um, what we've been asking everyone we've been speaking with is something we're trying to collect to make a helpful soundbite for the people that, that listen to our show. To anyone out there who maybe is struggling with their own mental health, maybe it might be anxiety, maybe it's depression. Is, is there anything you can you would you would say to them that someone that's going through a tough time right now? What if you could say anything to that, what do you reckon you'd say?
1: Oh just that 99% of the time the world is a much better place than you can imagine and uh, if you think I'm wrong about that um, you know, is it is it possible that there are things you haven't considered? If you're absolutely sure that you've considered everything, then maybe I'm wrong mm-hmm. uh, but if you think there's a few possibilities out there that you haven't considered yet, then Take my, take a chance on me that maybe the world's a much better place than you think it is right now.
0: Well, thank you very much, David It's It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. That's yeah. All righty. Well, I hope that's, that's helpful. helpful. That's very helpful. Thank you very much. If I could just get a quick photo. And yeah, photo of course. That would be very cool. <laughs>